morning, good morning, good morning. What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, we're going to talk about Dogecoin. Dogecoin has been going insane. Uh, Dogecoin, uh, <laughs> this morning I woke up and I saw that Doge rose uh, overnight by about 20%. I believe it's uh, at 54 cents a coin right now, which is just ridiculous, considering that even 40 cents a coin was a big deal. So we're going to talk about Dogecoin and what's going on. I also want to throw out a little bit of I told you so, because I told you so three days ago. You guys remember that I mentioned that Elon Musk appearing on SNL was going to put Dogecoin in the news, which I felt was going to push up the price of Dogecoin. So uh, get ready, buckle up your seatbelt, uh, get comfortable. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. And today I have to talk about Dogecoin. Uh, Dogecoin, <laughs> I'm clearing my throat because, because when I say I told you so, um, I, I just got to take the time to just suck in the moment right quick, just bring it in, you know, because because I did. It, did anybody give me a yes or no? Give me a yes or no. If you saw two days ago, maybe it's three days ago. I don't remember which one. The days just kind of blur together where I mentioned to you that I said that once uh, once this SNL thing starts to pick up steam in the media, once uh, Elon Musk becomes the talk of the town, which he is right now because of SNL, that this was probably going to push up the price of Dogecoin. Do you remember that? How many of you remember me saying that to you about maybe two or three days ago? And a lot of you, it was it's really interesting. I'm, I'm being silly. I, I, I'm not an I told you so type person, just so you know. But 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 I did tell you so. I, I did say that. The video's up there on the internet. You can go find it on these internet streets. And, and, and here's what was going on. Here's what was going through my head. Um. I'm going to still hold to this key point, right? As I tell you how much money we've been making from Dogecoin, because I, I started my Dogecoin experiment on April 29th. Remember I told you guys, I, I took a vote with you guys on Twitter. And I said, how many of you would like to see me buy some Dogecoin and report the results every day or two? And 76% of you said, yes, 76% of you said you wanted to see me do that. So I did. I went ahead and my Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins one. So follow me on Twitter. Please follow me on Twitter. I need smart black people following me. I'm tired of the idiots. I'm starting to block stupid people. I want, I want to talk to smart people. And, um, and so I did it. And, uh, and so we bought about 5,000 Doge coins, which cost about 1800 bucks. And, uh, and then Doge uh, took a major dive, right? It dropped down into the twenties. And, uh, and it was interesting because I, at that time, I remember hearing a lot of folks saying, well, you, well, you bought it too late, doc, you bought it too late. Um, and I'm like, well, what, what is too late? Well, you should have bought it. I bought it when it was a nickel. I bought it when it was a penny. You, should, you bought it too late. And I was like, hmm, okay, so too late is kind of a relative concept, right? Like, like for example, if I went to Manhattan and bought a house in Manhattan, it might cost me like $1.5 million to get a mediocre house. And someone would say, oh, you bought too late. You bought too late. The houses in Manhattan were much cheaper 20 years ago. You should have bought, you know, in 2012. Yeah, but in 2030, that house, that $1.5 million house might be worth, you know, $2.5 Or it, 50 years from now, it might be worth $6 million, right? So what is too early? What is too late? What is too high? What is too low? That, my friends, becomes the enigma of investing. 
nobody really knows what's too high and what's too low because you only know what you know. You only know what's in front of you. You only know right now. That's all you know. All you have is uh, I was watching the show last night with Alicia called um, it's really good. It's called Queen of the South. And there's a part where the guy said the past doesn't exist. All we have is now that belongs to us. And that's it. All you have is now. You don't know the future. You don't know. the. You, you, you can't go back to the past. All you have is now. Right. So what that does is it creates like a distorted reality, almost like a like a religion kind of thing where you might say, oh, you bought it. Thirty nine. That's too high. You don't know. You, you know why you don't know? Because I, I'm going to go back to my original question I've been asking you guys this week. What is the if I was to pull out because, uh, you know, I, I finance professors, we can pull formulas out of our butt any day of the week. So if I pulled out finance formulas that value financial assets and I valued the price of Dogecoin based on its fundamental, just I mean, real strict monetary value, like I like I would do, say, maybe gold or real estate. What value do you think I would come over? Give me a tell me what that value would be. Give me what the according to most um, theorists and 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 the finance scholars and the people that you learn from in college, and not that they're perfect because we know that they're they're severely flawed. What would be the fundamental value of a Dogecoin? Well, the fundamental value of a Dogecoin <clears throat> exactly it's zero. It's zero. Dogecoin Dogecoin really has no fundamental value. That was one of the issues that a lot of people had with Dogecoin from the beginning. But that doesn't mean that that's always going to be true because there, <clears throat> there's an aspect of value that is in the eye of the beholder. Like I could sit here all day and I could say, that's not a pretty lady. According to my scientific analysis, the most attractive women, their 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 eyes are this far apart. Their lips are shaped a certain way. Their, their hair looks like this, right? And I could give you a whole scientific breakdown of what makes a beautiful woman, but all that goes out the window if there's a guy who says, man, that is a beautiful, beautiful lady right there, right? Like it's, it's in the eye of the beholder, right? It's so so Dogecoin is in that dilemma. That's the dilemma of Dogecoin. And um, and what's happening with Dogecoin right now, in my view, and uh, and by the way, I we 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 actually invested more. We 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 bought it 39. I think it dipped a little, or may I don't remember if it dipped or was up, or I think when it was up, actually, I bought more, and I'm gonna tell you why I did that. And so we bought a little bit more, and then now it's up at 50 something. And, uh, and let me tell you what we did today. I, I said, mm, let me go ahead and buy some more. Now, let me tell you the reason I bought some more. Well, because Dogecoin brings out the day trader in me. I'm not a big fan of day trading, but it brings out the day trader in me because I see Dogecoin as a momentum trade. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, I, I wrote, when I wrote my dissertation, that's why I wrote it. I wrote it on momentum and reversals and all that stuff. Like what goes down typically comes up and what goes up goes down. And, you know, and then there's like a momentum thing where people get on a bandwagon. Right. And Dogecoin to me is the ultimate bandwagon kind of asset. Like Dogecoin is the kind of thing. And, and if you look at the trend on the Internet, on the Internet, people tend to follow things that are trendy and cool. On the Internet, people tend to just do what everybody else is doing. Right. Like you look at those stupid uh, Internet uh, internet uh, challenges, right? Just dumb, just the craziest stuff. Like, let, let's, you know, I don't know who's the biggest hole challenge or, or, you know, you're doing this and your kids are watching, right? Or you got that one thing where everybody's doing this little, little, little monkey dance or whatever, you know, right? Like, like, like people do things because other people are doing those things, right? And so I said, okay, so people are going to buy Dogecoin because everybody else is buying Dogecoin. And Right now, Dogecoin is at 54 cents. And the only reason that 54 cents seems like a high number to you is because all you know how to compare it to at this point is to 53 cents and 52 cents and 51. You only know how to compare the current price to its previous price. You cannot, it's impossible in my view, for you to compare its current price with its future price. 
So if Dogecoin is, you know, if each Dogecoin costs $8 uh, two years from now, then, you know, then you're going to look back and say, wow, I should have bought it 54 cents. But here's the thing. Here's the problem that you have. If Dogecoin drops in value, it, which, which it easily could do that because fads disappear. All those internet challenges that everybody loves, they go away in about two weeks. Even news stories. They're, 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 think about this. Uh, what was it? Uh, every every single week, there's something that everybody's talking about. Like, like for example, Will and Jada and entanglement, right? That, that was just the thing for like a week. Everybody talked about it, right? And, and so a lot of things pop up on the internet that become really, really big, and then they disappear and you move on to something else, right? So the question to me is, are, is there a point where people are going to move on to something else? Uh, you know, and, and so here's the thing. Uh, Carlito makes a good point. He says, you were against Dogecoin for a while. Uh, yeah, now that's the thing. I'm still not, I'm not putting my family's money into Dogecoin uh, as a long-term investment. That would be a sucker move. They, like, I'm sorry. And the reason I say it's a sucker move is because there are assets you can buy that have a real fundamental value that where the, where you can't dispute that. But but if you talk about an asset like a Dogecoin or a GameStop, GameStop, the, the stock price right now in GameStop is probably 150 to 200. I got to go look it up. But GameStop on a theoretical fundamental level is only worth about 15, 20 dollars a share. So it doesn't mean that it, the price won't stay on cloud 12. It just means that if any little thing happens that brings you back to reality, then all value is gone. Like, 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 like you right now, um, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that, that person that you, uh, that, that, that girl that you can never get a date with is it madly in love with you because, uh, she's, uh, she's drunk right now. But the minute she sobers up and realizes that you're not, you're not her catch, then things might suddenly change. She, you know, that whole situation might turn into a pumpkin. So my question is, will Dogecoin turn into a pumpkin? Uh, you know, it, because it can, it's happened before. I, I don't know if you go look up, I want you guys to go look up, um, the tulip bubble of, of it, it was one of the first bubble asset bubbles in history. Uh, it was, uh, basically a time in, in the uh, 18th century, I believe where everybody was buying tulips, like tulips was the original Dogecoin and everybody bought tulips because everybody else was buying tulips. Everybody thought the value of tulips would go up because, they said, well, if I buy the tulips and I sell them to a bigger sucker, somebody who will pay more for the tulips, then I've made money. So people really felt that tulips were an investment, right? And so everybody's pouring all this money. And so the price of the tulip just, just skyrockets, right? And then one day, it's like somebody just woke up and said, wait a minute, this is a flower. Like, this is a tulip. Like, like why are we paying so much money for a flower? And the price of the tulip crashed like down to almost nothing, right? It went right back down to the fundamental value of tulip. So when you hear old school guys like a Warren Buffett speak against, uh, you know, certain cryptos or whatever the case may be, it's not because he's trying to be a jerk. It's because he's seen some things you ain't seen. He's seen uh, he's seen bubbles before. He's seen dips before. He's seen uh, situations where it looked like the trend would never end, and then the trend suddenly ended. So uh, right now you're living, uh, historically speaking, again, we can only compare the present to the past. You're living in the middle of one of the greatest bubbles in the history of all of finance. Now, now, now do I want this to continue? I hope it does. I really do. Uh, I just want you to understand that good things typically come to an end 
And you got to be really careful because you don't want to feel like a sucker at the end of the day. Okay. So, so with, with Dogecoin, I'm having fun with you guys. I mean, I decided to actually buy more. I was like, okay, well, this Elon, because I told you, I, my, my theory was, okay, well, all right, Elon Musk is going on SNL this week. Um, that me and it is a controversial appearance. I was reading articles where there are many white people who are upset that Elon Musk is going on because they hate him because he's rich or whatever, or, or he's not a Democrat. And, uh, and I said, okay, so that's going to create more chatter. Uh, and when people talk about Elon now, they're going to also talk about Dogecoin because they're kind of connected now. Elon Musk is, is the guy who really pushed Dogecoin up to where it is right now. Um, so that's probably going to push up the price. And then uh, the trading site eToro suddenly started trading Dogecoin and that became a big deal. So uh, now that it's uh, more heavily traded, more heavily accepted, uh, you maybe you'll see other companies and individuals getting on that bandwagon. Uh, that that creates value because now a company says, "Hey, look! If you bring Doge coins in, we'll we'll give you products, real products for Dogecoin. Well, that does create real value. Um, you know, the the problem though is because I heard Mark Cuban say that he thinks Doge coins can hold their value as well as the currency in your pocket. I'm not gonna say that can't be possible, but I'm gonna say that I think that's a little misguided because. Uh, the dollar is one of those things where even though you can critique the hell out of a dollar for certain, for sure, because your government spending way too much money, they're going way too deep in debt and they're, they're, they're putting the dollar at risk. There's, there hasn't been any time, at least not in recent history, where the dollar has collapsed, say, you know, by 10 percent in value in a day. Right. Dogecoin could do that. Dogecoin could easily drop from 54 cents to, you know, 10 cents. Um, the other thing, too, is that small markets like this, uh, smaller markets, tend to be subject to various forms of manipulation by big players who take advantage of the public when they become financially drunk. SPACs are in that category. SPACs are way overpriced, uh, you know, and, 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 and basically they're pushing it out there because they said, OK, when, when you want to get high on that dope, we're going to sell you all the dope you want. Like the drug pusher used to say, what you need, what you need. I got what you need, right? So right now they know the public has a huge appetite for investing, a huge appetite for risk. So uh, and now this is not always going to be true, though. If the price of Dogecoin suddenly drops from 54 to 20, you, you, you can see people running for the hills saying, whoa, wait a minute. And my whole life changed because of Dogecoin. I bought it at 10 cents and, and, I, and I calculated my net worth and my net worth went up by $20,000, you know, in a couple of weeks. Well, a lot of people are going to run because of that. So I see the Dogecoin as a momentum trade. That means that when I start seeing Dogecoin burning down, I'll probably go ahead and start selling. Uh, right now, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, it's probably going to keep going up. I think Dogecoin's going to go, it could go as high as a dollar in the next couple of months, right? It, all, that, all that has to happen for Dogecoin to hit a dollar is somebody out there has to be willing to pay a dollar for Dogecoin. I believe that there are people who are willing to do that because there was a time when one of the biggest fads in America was buying pet rocks. Why in the hell would you spend $10, $20 buying a damn rock? Well, because everybody else is doing it. Like pet rocks was the trend back in the day. Dogecoin is the new pet rock. Right? So uh, anyway, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Please do that right now. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe to the Black Financial Channel. We do uh, financial commentary every single day from a black perspective. We, 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 we only care about the black community first. Uh, we care about black wealth. It doesn't mean you have to be black to be here. You can be non-black, but just know black people are running this space. So I want to make that clear to anybody that comes in. Secondly, 
Uh, we're meeting for class at 11 a.m. Eastern today in the Black Stock Market Program. The URL is theblackstockmarketprogram.com. The first month is free. In the Black Stock Market Program, you also get free access to what Dr. Boyce is buying. So I show you exactly what I'm buying that week. Uh, second of all, you get access to Ask Dr. Boyce, which is literally thousands of questions from students I've answered over the last five years. I've been doing this every single day, pretty much for years. And then also you have access to a ton of curricula. So feel free to give it a try. The first month is totally free. The blackstockmarketprogram.com. So you can get a membership, share it with your family. I'm totally cool with that. All right. So um, let me look at some of your comments and questions as I as we talk more about Dogecoin here. Uh, so, so with Dogecoin, I think that, uh, so let me give you the results of our experiment right now. So far, we've, we've made money. Um, I think we bought 5,000 Dogecoins to begin with on April 19th. And then uh, that started dipping. Then we got back even. Then we started making money. And then I, I then I asked you guys what you think I should do. Should I buy more, hold, sell? Most of you actually said hold. You didn't say sell. You didn't say buy more. I actually went against the grain and I bought more. Uh, the other day I mentioned to you guys, I said, I'm actually going to buy more because I think when, when they start talking about Elon Musk, I feel like that's going to push the price up because really, you know, aesthetically, 54 cents is not a big number, right? It's like, ah, who cares, right? People will waste 54 cents, uh, you know, per coin buying this coin, right? And in fact, people will waste, I believe people will waste a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, right? Think about how much money you spend going out to eat or buying shoes or buying things that have no value, right? Or, or, or no long-term value, right? Clothes that you bought in 2013, that literally you wouldn't even wear now and you can't sell them now. So literally that was like going to the window and taking your money and throwing it out the window, right? So Dogecoin is, in my view, better than uh, going to the window and uh, throwing your money out the window, which is what a lot of people do. That's what happens when you're not an investor. When you don't invest in anything, you literally are just a consumer. You're spending things. And when you're spending money, what's the return on investment? Um, you know, on a new pair of shoes, what like what's the, the financial ROI uh, for that outfit you bought in 2014? How much money did that make you? Uh, all the times you went out to eat at Popeye's Chicken or Applebee's, like how, how much money did you get back from that? What was your return on investment from that? It was zero, right? So uh, even though I, I, I I'm just gonna tell you, you know, as as a, as a financial scholar, I cannot go out and publicly endorse the idea of putting your family's wealth into Dogecoin. It's like okay, well, it's, I do think it's better than nothing. I'm just saying, don't get carried away. I think that's the point, right? Um, when I when I messed around with Dogecoin, it was more so like I want to make it clear: this is like going to the casino. You know, Alicia and I are gonna go. To, we're gonna go to Vegas at some point because I was like, hey, babe, let's go to Vegas. And and I know when we go to Vegas, we're gonna blow a bunch of money, right? Because in Vegas, that's what you do, right? But when I go to Vegas, I'm not thinking, oh, this is how I'm gonna get my family over the top. This is how, baby, this is how we're going to get out the hood. This is this, this is going to be our come up, girl. You know, like I'm not I'm not thinking that way. Right. And there are literally people who think that way. They go to Vegas and they they play blackjack or something. They think that's going to be their big come up. And so effectively, you know, when you're talking about Dogecoin, I, just, I want you to take it in moderation. That's that's what I'm saying to you. OK. And the other interesting thing here, here's another interesting hit the thumbs up button. Please, everybody take one second. If you could, whatever platform you're on, please hit the thumbs up button or the share button or subscribe to the channel. It's really important. Uh, this is black media and we got to build black media so I can really use your help in doing that. Um, one of the in other interesting things about all of this is that, you know, when, when you're when you're talking about um, investing in assets that uh, that are speculative, like this, speculative in nature. Um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, people like me, 
um, that that have seen, like I've looked at a hundred years of data on investing, right? I've looked at the stock market going all the way back to the 1800s, right? So, so you've seen a, a little bit more. You've seen the ups and you've seen the downs and the, the trends and all that. Like, like the dot com bubble, uh, the dot com bubble wasn't uh, wasn't uh, in, wasn't wrong. It it wasn't like when the the dot com bubble burst in the year 2000. That's what happened. Everybody started bidding like crazy on these internet stocks because at that time the internet was kind of than what crypto is today, right? The internet was like this hot new thing that everybody was into and people were willing to pay any price uh, for any asset. And that turned out to be wrong. Uh, what happened in the early 2000s was that stock you pay $200 for was suddenly worth 15 bucks. And a lot of people got burned by that, but they didn't get burned because the internet was, was a stupid um, thing to invest in. The internet's still here. The internet's still big. It's bigger than it was back then. Where they got burned was kind of getting ahead of themselves and, and engaging in, in what you call irrational exuberance. Where, the, where they got burned was getting to the point where you don't understand that there's a difference between a good company and a good investment. There are lots of great companies that are absolutely horrible investments, and there are lots of horrible companies that are great investments. Uh, everything is supposed to kind of have a price. And for Dogecoin, it's a little bit fickle. It's a little bit tough because... Uh, you know, because right now, you know, people like Warren Buffett are looking crazy. People are like, oh, you're missing out. You're missing out on the trend, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but Warren Buffett is also the guy who is able to stay strong financially when everybody else is getting body slammed. Everybody else is getting crushed. So in a way, it reminds me a little bit like when I was in college and I had friends that would like to go drink. They would go to parties and get pissy drunk every weekend or whatever. And I would be in the library. I'd be studying on Saturday night at two o'clock in the morning, you know, and, uh, and, it, and it seemed weird. My friends made fun of me because of that. But but what what turned out what happened was maybe I didn't have as much fun as you on that particular night, but I also didn't have the same problems you have. Right. Like some of some of those friends, like maybe they're alcoholics or maybe they, um, you know, got in got in trouble or or later on in life. I had a better life because I took that time and invested it when they wanted to go to the party or go to the step show. Right. So so everything has a yin. Everything has a yang. Everything has a balance. And, and, and just because the Buffett's of the world, and I use him as an example because he's one of the more conservative, more prominent investors out here, he would probably have a huge argument with uh, Mark Cuban and Elon Musk if they were talking. And right now it would look like Mark Cuban is correct. And, and that's just not always true because sometimes it takes time for it to play out. It's, it's like if you tell your little cousin, hey, man, that, that, that fast money in the streets, that ain't going to, you know, that, that's, that's not the life you want to live, right? Hey, man, be careful out there, right? And he's like, oh, come on, man. You're working down at the factory with that old crappy job at the factory. I'm driving a Benz. And like, hey, Pa, how many hours did you, did you spend at work today, Pops? You know, right? But then one day when things kind of go bad, go left then maybe he looks back and says, well, maybe you had a point. It doesn't mean you were right. It means you had a point, right? So the, the, the investor who's saying to you, you know, be careful with Dogecoin. These things can pop. Those people are not crazy. They're not stupid. You got to listen to that. Uh, another example I'll give you actually is 2017. I remember I've been talking about this financial stuff every single day for years. And in 2017, I got a lot of flack, a lot of pushback because I was Talking about crypto in a way where I, where it almost made, again, this is why I only want intelligent black people on my platform because stupid people get the message wrong. And uh, and so what I was saying to everybody was, look, crypto is going to be big. 
Bitcoin's going to be massive, right? Bitcoin at that time, let's say it's trading at $2,000 per coin. I'm like, no, this, this thing, everything about the fundamentals of Bitcoin. I read a whole book about Bitcoin and crypto to understand it. And I said, this looks pretty good. Like, this is compelling. Like, this is a really great system. I think this is going to do well. And so people saw that as an endorsement of crypto, an endorsement of Bitcoin, an endorsement of, you know, a, a, a pretty much Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin were the top three that I was sort of talking the most about at that time. But then at the same time, uh, I was also warning people. I said, look, you know, right now, as the prices go up, these things can crash. So be careful about this. Right. So in 2017, the crypto, the whole crypto market crashed. And there's this uh, there's this terrible news publication called The Root. I don't know if you all know about The Root, but The Root, they they tend to hate straight black men. They really do. And so The Root does this whole, you know, this whole thing, like this whole expose, like Dr. Boyce was recommending crypto to black people. And now crypto has crashed and he's stupid and, and he's hurting black people and blah, 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 blah. And, and of course, I gave him the middle finger because, you know, you're stupid and you have an agenda, whatever. But but the thing is that um, you don't know the whole story. That's my point. Right. Crypto crashed in 2017. And uh, and you know what I did? I bought the dips because I believed in crypto as a long term asset, not a short term quick money play. Right. The quick money was coming. But I said, this seems like a bubble. This quick money may not stay. But the long money, you can depend on that. Right. You know, like so. So really, you know, um, you know, it may, I don't know, maybe it makes you think about, I'm getting married this month and uh, um, uh, around uh, May 21st. And 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 the woman that I'm marrying, you know, she ain't one of those fast chicks. Right. This ain't the fast, the fast girl. Right. But but, but she's the good. She's more the good girl. Uh, she's beautiful and wonderful. But but that's that's the more stable kind of relationship as opposed to the one night stand. So sometimes in investing, you run into these one night stands and people compare the one night stand to the long term play to the long term stable investment. You can't compare the two. So with whether you talk about Dogecoin today or even uh, Bitcoin in 2017, you got to know the difference between short term and long term. Sometimes you think the story played out one way when really there's a whole lot of story left to play out that you don't even know about. So anybody who had a short term perspective on Bitcoin and crypto in 2017, you know what they did when everything crashed? They said, oh, people like boys are stupid. This, this big crypto thing, this is just a scam, right? And, 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 and like, like, the, like the people at the root were saying back then. And now look at where look at where we are now. Look at where Bitcoin is right now. The fundamental value of Bitcoin never disappeared. It just you people just lost sight of it for a little while. Now it's back. And now you've got billionaires jumping in because they're starting to recognize what was always there in the first place. The challenge you have with Dogecoin is, to be honest with you, those same fundamentals at this particular point are not really there with Dogecoin. Dogecoin could easily deflate to 10 cents a coin tomorrow. Right. But. There is hope in the sense that because you've got these billionaires and everybody else endorsing Dogecoin, uh, because you've actually had people that are now making efforts to put Dogecoin in the in the middle of the economic infrastructure in various ways, meaning, you know, you can use it to buy products and things like that. Well, that 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 creates an intriguing case. Can you take nothing and turn it into something just by everybody believing that nothing is something right? Uh, Just like Beats by Dre headphones. I, I, I think about that, for example. Beats by Dre headphones are not worth the crazy price that they charge you in the store, right? Whatever they, let's say it's $400 per headphone or whatever. They're, maybe they're worth 50 bucks, right? Beats by Dre headphones are not worth this, worth that amount at all. 
But what happened with Beats by Dre headphones was they said, look, maybe you think these headphones have no value, but what value do they have if we put them on the ears of Lil Wayne or if you see Serena Williams wearing them or you see LeBron James wearing them? Well, then suddenly the value ticks up and up and up. And it's hard to argue that that's not real value because that's really what people are willing to really pay for Beats by Dre headphones, right? So sometimes value is uh, fundamental, but sometimes value gets created just by people believing in something, right? In fact, the dollar, if everybody stopped believing in the dollar tomorrow, the dollar would lose a lot of its value. But people believe in it. The, the, the value doesn't change the way crypto does. So when Mark Cuban compares Dogecoin to your dollar and says that the Dogecoin can hold its value better than your dollars... I think that's too much. I think that is a statement that could be misconstrued by people who don't understand investing. There will not be a day in your lifetime, in my view, or at least in the next 20 years, where you will see the dollar move 20% in, in, in value in one day. That, that just doesn't happen. So, so just be careful. Keep making your money. I'm really happy for you. Uh, if you're making money, this is really great for you. Uh, and I'll keep you posted on my Dogecoin experiment. By the way, uh, we have financial workbooks and flashcards for kids. If you're interested, they were designed by black people. So if you want to go take a look, you can go to financialworkbooks.com. Uh, financial literacy for your kids at an early age is the most important thing you can give your kids. In fact, I was thinking the other day about how we, we raise our kids and we tell them what profession to, to go into. You know, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer, et cetera. And then we also, when I grew up, I don't know how many of you grew up hearing your parents say things like, you know, when you're black, you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. Did anybody hear that? Like, I, I heard it a lot. I heard it from my grandmother. I heard it from my mother. I heard it from my father. Right. Well, you know, if, you, if, well, if you're black, you go, you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. You're going to be have to be twice as good to get half as much. And I remember hearing that. And I just took that to heart. I just assumed, OK, if I'm black, I got to work twice as hard. I got to be twice as good. And, and I did. I worked. I did work twice as hard and I was twice as good. And I expected half as much. And then I learned that when somebody's constantly telling you that that you uh, have to work twice as hard to get half as much or you're, you have to be twice as good to get half as much, um, maybe that's not the right response for them. Maybe that's them telling you you need to start your own business. Right. If, if you're if you have to be twice as good to get half as much on your job, that means you either need a new job or you need to start your own. Right. And for black folks, because the opportunities are so limited. We got to start our own, right? So um, th the thing is, though, sometimes we want to do it and we don't have the, the skills. We don't have the tools. We don't have the culture to build business, things like that. So the financial workbooks and things like that and the flashcards and all that is something for your kids so they can have that culture early so they're not sitting around carrying these the weight, these weighty generational curses that we give our kids that say that, well, you got to work twice as hard. You got to be twice as good to get half as much. Yeah, like, like, no, like, like, let's stop preaching inequality to our kids. Let's stop, you know, like, let's stop preaching white supremacy to our kids and making them think that the only option you have is to go work for a white man. I personally believe that our kids should have every option to do whatever they want in this world. So if you want our help on, on any level, we have some really good workbooks and flashcards designed by black educators. Uh, you can go to financialworkbooks.com. Feel free to go take a look. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to go, uh, like I said, 11 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be uh, work. We're going to be in the black uh, stock market program. So if you and your family want to get deeper into this stuff and you want to send me questions, if you send me questions, I answer every question that the students submit in advance. They send their questions in through the week and I answer them first uh, during the session. So if you want to join us, you can still go to the blackstockmarketprogram.com. That's the URL. The first month is totally free. And so if you don't like it, you can just leave. But I know you're going to love it because everybody loves it. So anyway, I'm out of here, guys. I hope you have a good day. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out and uh, keep making that money. I'll keep you posted on our Dogecoin experiment and I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.